Welcome to the Seacoast Vineyard Church podcast. We are a vineyard church located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and we invite you to enjoy this message from God's Word. Good morning. Good to see everybody. Hey, man, kids, don't you love it? She's, I mean, uh, wow. And, and hey, guys don't like to read, seriously? I mean, preseason football zone, how many stats are you reading, guys, and all of this stuff? Uh-huh, yep. Just depends on what you're interested in, right? That's exactly right. Well, it's good to see everybody. Uh, in case this is your first time with us, welcome. My name's Tim. I'm senior pastor here at the Vineyard. And we are in uh, the latter stages of a series on making good decisions. I mean, there's not probably... Uh, a better reminder than those young lives in front of us this morning that their lives are beginning to, uh, to accelerate and as it does they're going to be making more decisions and more decisions and more decisions and learning how to make wise ones hopefully and, and as they navigate life and they come into their own and, and have to make decisions for themselves and then there's the parents all of you guys and grandparents and all who are making decisions along the way for them. And uh, as we said when we launched this series, we make between 300 and 17,000 decisions a day. And uh, those 17,000 decision days are like brutal, aren't they? It's, it's, those are tough. I, I, the older I get, the more I like the 300 days. And even that's a lot when you actually incrementally put it out, you know, do the math. And, uh, and so making decisions, making good decisions in life uh, is something I think God's very concerned with. I, I think that he wants to help us with that. His book, the Bible, he, did you know he wrote a book? And um, there's a lot of help in there. There's examples in there of people who have made good decisions and lots of people in the Bible who made bad decisions. The Bible honestly is a, is a practical book about life when you, uh, when you read it from cover to cover and and so what my my prayer has been in this series is that we all all of us would learn to probably put some things in our tool bag as far as how we make decisions that help us make a little bit wiser and better uh, decisions and whenever we draw our conclusions about certain situations in life when we make the next move we have we'll make it fully informed and uh, and though most of the time when we make uh, these decisions and draw these conclusions, we don't know everything. And so there's always like this mystery factor whenever we get there that we'll know we've done our homework and we'll know that we've done what God has called us to do as far as making our decisions. So we've been in James 1. This has been kind of our launching uh, verses, these two verses for this whole series. And I want us to read this together on the screen, James 1, 5, and 6, and uh, can we do that? And can we stand? I know you're standing, but can we stand while we read this? Just so that it kind of drives it into us a little more. So let's, let's read this together. If any of you lacks... Father, thank you for your word today. We ask for you to, to just bring it alive to us in our hearts. 
We ask that you breathe life on it. Father, you are the giver of good gifts, and every good and perfect gift comes from you. And I ask for the gift of teaching today. I ask that you help me in my own weakness during the next few minutes, Lord, that we would be able to look at what you say in your word and be able to apply it in in a way that it helps us follow you a little more closely and love you a little more deeply, Lord, and become a little more mature in our faith. And so, Lord, help us over the next few minutes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Be seated. Thank you. Well, just to kind of recap just really quick, all of this as far as those of us who are Jesus followers. Now, now I want to say this. If you do not care about what is good and what is righteous and what is God's opinion of things, then this may not mean as much to you, but I still think there's wisdom in here and uh, with for all of us. But for those of us who have kind of focused, and you're in a church today, so you're focused and you're headed towards God and you're like, God is pulling me, he's wooing me, he's drawing me to follow him. And then I think these words, the words that he gives us are going to be very helpful for us. Proverbs twelve fifteen says, The way of a fool seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. <laughs> Man, no pulling punches on that, right? It's like, okay, but you ever, like, nobody can tell you anything. It's like, I know everything there is to know about this particular subject, and I can't be informed any further. Now, once we get to that point in our lives, our decisions are made solely on our own counsel. And uh, the book of Proverbs, which is a book of wisdom, which over and over again tries to drill into us again that there is a deeper wisdom, there's a better way to have wisdom and to, and to look at life, tells us again and again, let's not depend solely on our own knowledge or our own wisdom. And I want us to be a wise people. I want uh, this church to be a wise people. I want to be a wise person. I want to be able to listen to wise people because I think the more acutely sensitive my heart and my ears are to God's spirit, to his word, and also to good advice, the better chance I have of living a wise life. And, uh, and so one of the things that God gives us, and he tells us again and again in the scripture to help us be wise, wise is the power of counsel. And if you turn your hand out over on the back side, you'll see a, a fill-in that'll have the scriptures there for you and all this morning. And counsel by that, I mean people that we talk to, people that we go to, to help us in times of trying to figure out what's the next step, um, And so there are three things I wanted to point out from Scripture. And your first one, your first fill-in here is this, that there is the power of godly counsel. Godly counsel. Uh, Here's one, just one Scripture pertaining to this. In 1 Corinthians 12, 8 says, To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. Not only are those who follow Jesus like we do trying to do life the right way and trying to listen to God in all of their dealings in life. And so they have some experience and so we want to talk to them. Also, through the presence of God in our lives, through the Holy Spirit, he can at times give a gift of wisdom to someone. And when I'm at a point of making a, a serious decision, I, I pray for those people. I'm like, Lord, can you put that person across my path? 
Can I come in contact with someone that maybe in this moment and for this situation in my life, maybe they have the word. Maybe they have the, it's straight from you, Lord. And, and we have examples in scripture like Acts 13, 1 through 3, when the church was really young and they were trying to find their leaders and, and planting churches over in the church, uh, the Antioch church, which was a very diverse church. An amazing church with uh, amazing ethnicity and background and just their leaders. Uh, it was just a very rich church. They were praying about what to do with Barnabas and Saul and what was the next steps and all. And in the verses 1 through 3, we read, The Holy Spirit said. Now, how did the Holy Spirit say? He said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. How did the Holy Spirit say? He spoke through those people. He spoke to those who were praying over this situation in the church, trying to make a decision about how do we expand the influence of Christ through planting a church? How do we do it? And this is, you know, this isn't just for church. People, we, we can ask God to give us wisdom in our businesses in our families, when we're at school, if we've hit a spot in our education where we're like, I don't know what the next step is. I know what I want to do. I think I know what I want to do, the profession I have. I think I know the education I want. God can speak. And he does give gifts to people that will come into our lives and suddenly speak to us and help us out. And even if it's not the gift of wisdom or the gift of knowledge that is given in a very supernaturally wonderful way to people that we come across in our lives, there, there is the heart of the believer that you, as a brother or a sister, there's the heart of the believer who wants to do life the same way you do. They want to do it wisely and they want to do it godly and they want to do it in such a way that it honors Christ. And so those people are the first ones we go to. Those are the first ones we ask, what do you think about this? Here's where I am. This is, this is what I'm thinking about. What do you think? And most of us would go, well, I'll be praying for you. And then we don't. It, we kind of, do we, we do it, don't we? Forgive us. I mean, we do that a lot of times. We go, well, I'll pray for you. But then we don't think of it again. And, and in the vineyard, I've been saying for years now, don't say I will, say can I now. Right now, pray for you and ask for wisdom. And you know that that person who is praying for you, you know that person has the same heart that you do. They want to please God. They want to follow Jesus. They want to live life in such a way that it's benefiting the kingdom of God. And so that person is only going to be praying what the will of God is and what the choice of God is for our lives. And so we go to them first. And, and you know, again, when we pray for someone, James 1, right? If you lack wisdom, ask God. He will give it, but we can't vacillate. You know, we can't go back and forth and think, God's not going to speak to me. He's not going to do it. Oh, yes, he will. No, he won't. And back and forth. No, we step into it and we go, God, you're going to speak. You promised you would. And I'm opening my ears. And one of the ways I open my ears to you is through people who know you. Godly counsel. People who have walked with you. Who love you. And so I'm going to go to them. 
Uh, before we started this church, we were wrestling with whether to, to start it or not, and we had a couple of other options. And um, this guy I hadn't heard from in, in many, many, many years calls me up on the phone, and he lives in another state, and he says, Tim, I've been praying for you. I was like, well, that's great because I really need it right now. And uh, he goes, can I come down? Can I come down and spend a day with you? And I was like, sure. And so he comes down and he says, he doesn't know what all is going on. And he goes, here's what I, I was praying for you. He said, I saw you on the beach. Duh. You know, I'm thinking this guy, you know. I mean, his, you know, his insight is like amazing. Um, uh, I see you on the beach with a surfboard. I'm like, oh, you know, I could have done that one. You know, that's, uh, you're right on, 100% prophecy so far. And, uh, but then he goes, you know, I see you in a different ocean. I see you at a different time. And I see you having to use a different board to paddle out. Now, that, some of you may think that's a little odd. And it was odd, but it was amazing. Because it was a time in my life when things were changing. Things were changing culturally. Things were changing in every way. And here was a guy I hadn't heard from in years and years. And he sits on my couch and he tells me he sees me sitting on the beach. And he says, you need to pick up the new board and you need to paddle out. But it's your choice. Man, I was like, okay. All right. And I feel like that was a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge from that old friend uh, that affirmed and confirmed to us at that time that starting this church was the right time. It was the right time. It was the right move. And it was going to be different. It was going to be a challenge for, for us. And, and uh, the paddle out was going to be different. And the feel of the board was going to be different. And, but it all lined up. And you know what I love is this guy's not a surfer, by the way. And um, so uh, what, I really, what I really liked is that God spoke to me in something I understood. He talked to me in a language that I could, I could grasp. And uh, see, that's the kind of wonderful God we have. I mean, he speaks to us in a language and in a way that our, our hearts kind of, even if it's a, a direction we may not particularly love at the moment, we can kind of smile because we know, you speak in my language, you know. <laughs> You're speaking to me. You're talking to me. And that's the grace and the amazing love of God and how much he wants to help us at times make decisions. I have seen lots of people make horrible decisions in life when, uh, even when godly people and godly counsel have come to them. And I was, every time I teach on something similar, I'm reminded this is decades and decades ago, but... I'm reminded of a very sad story of someone who was so focused on God at one time. And we actually did some ministry together and stuff way long ago. And, and just had an amazing testimony. And one day he calls me and I go by to see him. And this guy uh, was an actor and, and, and all this kind of thing. And, and uh, he's like, Tim, the most amazing thing has happened to me. And He's like, I met this girl. And I'm like, you met this girl? You've been married to a wonderful woman who stuck with you through addictions and through jail and through everything who was there. I met this wonderful girl on stage and at breaks, you know, between uh, the takes, we actually pray over our Coke and our crackers before we eat them. It's just such a spiritual thing. 
And I probably wasn't as kind then as I am now. Uh, um, I was like, you're telling me this, why? Because I want your input. Well, no, he didn't want my input. And, and he didn't listen. You know, he had other people around him in a bubble who didn't care about really any godly counsel. And so that's the way he went. And seek out godly counsel. That's a part of this. Find people. I hope you have people in your life that, that are serving Jesus and that love God and want to do what's right in life. And I'm not saying they're perfect. No, but they want to. And they're trying to learn how to make good decisions and godly decisions. Find some people like that. That's why we have small groups. You know, that's where you find those people that are journeying with you and want to journey with you. That's where we learn together, where we walk together, where we can talk about things like this. And what do you think? I'm at this place in my life where I have to make a decision. And I need to hear. I need to hear what is right. I need to hear what is a godly decision here. And so godly counsel is, is very valuable. And I hope you have people in your life that you can go to. And again, that's what the church is about. That's the community. That's us. That's what we do. That's why this love does thing is so important. We're going to get together in groups and we're going to do this thing together. We're going to listen to one another. We're going to give ourselves together to our communities and to our neighborhoods. And we're going to see us living this thing out. And along the way, we're going to learn a whole lot about each other and how to do life together and how to make decisions well. And so godly counsel, godly counsel. Your second one is this, and that is wise counsel, wise counsel. Uh, Proverbs 13.20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. <laughs> you know, who you have around you. You look around who you counsel with, who you ask input from, uh, you know, it tells, tells you a lot. And by wise counsel, I mean get wisdom wherever you can find it. And, uh, I mean, Jesus was telling this parable of the shrewd... Um, businessman over in Luke 16 8 and he says this he says for the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light now I know it's in a parable and I, I realize that we can only take that so far but 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 here's the thing when I am have to make a decision about a particular issue or around something I will take wisdom from where I can find it and that is that if it's, whether they are a Christian or they're not a Christian, and I want some input. Now, I have my godly counsel I'm talking to, but I want to find someone who is in the know about issues such as I'm considering. And so I will go to them and ask their opinions of that. Proverbs 18.15 says, The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge for the ears of the wise seek it out. So you look for it. You go and you ask people. You know, it's like if, if someone comes, this is kind of a, a bit of a radical uh, example, but if someone comes and goes, I'm really praying about what kind of car to buy. I really am. Tim, what do you think? 
You know what I'm doing? I'm taking my phone over and pulling up my consumer app for cars, which I do have on my phone. And... Uh, because I buy used cars, and so I'm like, okay, hold on a minute, let's consult somebody wise, you know, and it, or I'll go to my friend who is a car salesman, or I'll go to uh, someone else. I don't have to get a word from the Lord all the time about the kind of car I'm going to buy. Get it? If it's a business situation or a financial situation, yes, I talked to him too, and hopefully I can find the two together, but I'm going to go to someone who has a bit of a track record. I'm going to go to that person and say, what do you think? Uh, the first time we ever bought a car, uh, we had been married, what, three years, or we wanted to buy a car. Uh, and, uh, and so I go in to see this banker, right? I go in to see this guy who helped start this bank. I mean, he'd been around a long time. I'm in my 20s. And I go to him, and I'm like, I really want to buy this car. And so I go in to see him, and he sits down with me, and he looks at me, and I'm like, I really want your wisdom, I'm probably 23. I'm like, I really want you to help me with this decision. And he goes, how much do you make, Tim? I went, you know, it was pathetic. And, uh, you know, I, I work for my father. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, I showed him and he said, mm-hmm. And how much is the car? Mm-hmm. And he says, you want to borrow that from me? Mm-hmm. He says, no. <laughs> And then he goes, he goes this, he goes, it's not that I want, want it to you. It's that you shouldn't borrow it. And I said, excuse me, explain that to me. He says, and he sat down and he said, if you save, and he started going through this chart, $20 a week, $20 a week, $20 a week, you can come back to me in a year, in a year and a half. And your payments will almost be nothing because you've saved the entire car, the amount of the car already. So I tell you what, Tim, go come back in a year and a half and shove it back to me. Now, you know, I don't know if that guy was a Christian or not, but that was pretty wise, right? Because I went to a wise banker about a wise about an acquisition because I wanted to make sure we were doing the right thing. And so, you know, you get wise counsel from wherever you can find it. We've got a financial class getting ready to start up here. You should go out and sign up. I mean, you go find wisdom. You go find, if you're like, nobody can help me. That's just not true. That's just not, that is a lie that no one can help you. That is an absolute lie. Someone can help you and wants to help you. And you should go out, you should sign up, you should get in that class and let people help you. And, uh, and get wisdom where you can. Um, here's another funny story. You know, yes, it's a surfing story. And, um, but there, I have this guy that's been making my surfboards for probably close to 40 years now. Same guy. And uh, the first time I had him make my board, I went, they call it a shaping bay. And it's a little narrow place with fluorescent lights that shine up so the white foam he can see what he's doing. They put this blunt, big thing of styrofoam, well, you'd call it styrofoam, and uh, on here, and he starts carving, and he, he makes the surfboard by hand. I don't know if you knew that or not, but, but anyway, I'm in there, you know, and I'm watching him. I'm, I, I went, no, no, you probably need to shave a little more off the back here. Finally, he stops. He pulls his mask off, <laughs> and he looks at me. He goes, Tim, what do you do for a living? And at that time, I was a builder. I said, I build houses. He says, I build surfboards. <laughs> now, which one? Do you want to build this? Or do you want me to build it? I'll tell you what. Here's the deal. 
You let me build what I know to build. And when I'm ready to build a house, I'll come to you. And you can build my house because I don't know squat about building a house. And guess what? You don't know squat about building a surfboard. So let me do my thing. And I said, and for 40 years, that's what I've done. This is, and he's taken care of me. You know, I'll take wisdom where I can find it. Wise counsel. Seek it out. Find it. Listen to it. Put it in your bag of wisdom, whoever it is, when the situations arise. So we, we get godly counsel. We get wise counsel from wherever we can find it. And lastly, your last one is get multiple counselors. Multiple counselors. I don't mean thousands because that will confuse you. And we use that sometimes as an excuse to not do anything. We just keep getting information, right? Proverbs 15.22. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. A lot of times we surround ourselves with the people we know love us so much they'll agree with us all the time. Like just, I want this so much. Will you just tell me yes? And so we go to the people that would never tell us anything different. And, uh, and we need people like that in our lives. Don't get me wrong. We really do. We need people that trust us and, and look at us and go, whatever you want, I'm with you. And, uh, and that's good. We need that, those type of people. That's good. But they can't be our only counselors. And we need others that are kind of stand outside. I think that's one of the reasons the second one, wise counselors, getting wisdom wherever we can find it is important too, is we need some people outside our bubble occasionally. You get this? Outside the immediate intimate bubble of our lives that can look into it and say, have you thought about this? And that's multiple counselors. I think that's, that's uh, what will help us. Uh, Proverbs 26.12 says, Do you see a person wise in their own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for them. <laughs> and it, it doesn't mean that you're not wise in many ways, but if you only listen to your own counsel, then you, you just can't see every aspect of, some time, of, of the various issues in a decision, in a conclusion, in a resolve when you're trying to make uh, a change or you're getting ready to do something different. So multiple counselors. Um, one, and when I think of multiple counselors too, I'm not just talking about people, but I'm thinking of the Holy Spirit. I'm thinking of all that we've said before this, our godly counselors, our wise counselors. We, we include this group of our own counsel for our decision making. Now I'm thinking of more important decisions in life. I mean, we don't stop for 300 to 17,000 decisions. You're not going to be doing this for every decision. But there will be decisions in life, which is what I'm referring to, where you're going to want to really do the absolute best you can at making this decision. And so, you know, I think it's good to have what I would call a contrarian, at least one, you know, in that go-to one person who is going to like, you know the minute you ask them, they're going to be contrary. You know it. You know they're going to go, no, don't, don't do that. No. I mean, you know it's going to come, but you know what that will do to you? It'll make you run through a checklist to go, okay, am I, have I got this right? Everybody should have a contrarian in their council. 
at least one, not too many, not too many, but one that will cause you to check it. And, and, and one of the, here's, here's, a, here's what I think, a, I'm gonna, it, I call it a counselor, but it's really more like a coach. I hope you have a, like a coach in your life, somebody that can <clears throat> ask you to see if you're asking the right questions. You get this? Like a person that's standing outside of your situation can reframe the question. Like, if you're like, I don't know if I should take this class. Instead of whether you should take the class, it would be, well, why wouldn't you? Or what interests you about that class? What would you take in lieu of that class? All of these are like coaching the person to listen and to dig deep into your reasoning behind why you're going to make this decision and you let them talk. If you have a coach in your life as one of your multiple counselors here, they can help you see if you're asking the right question because it might not be should I take the class or not. It should be which class should I take and why should I take it or not take it, right? And the way we ask the question presupposes an answer. And so having counselors in your life that can do that, that can ask you the questions like, uh, you know, like, uh, well, I've got this situation in my business and I, I'm going to really, I, I think I'm going to have to fire, you know, someone. And someone can come in and uh, what do you think? What do you think? Then someone that's an uh, outside counselor can go, well, what is the issue? How is the issue being handled? What have you tried so far? Is the issue the person or is it the work? All of these things help us frame and put clarity in what are our next steps. And so multiple counselors can do that. I don't think any one person can handle, can have all of this. And so uh, I think it's really good to have someone in our life that will ask us the right question. Hey, I, I want to do, do a giveaway this morning. I like to give away books. And uh, so, now, guys, we just heard y'all don't like to read. Um, (laughs) And this is, this book's called What's Your Decision? How to Make Choices with Confidence and Clarity. Now, before the raving masses rush the stage... Um, I would say this is written from an Ignatian point of view. You know what I'm talking about? This is, uh, it's, it's, how can I say this? Anyway, it has a little more Catholic to it, Roman Catholicism to it. It's much more inward looking. And in the vineyard, we always say, eat the meat, spit out the bones. You get it? Take the best and go. These are some of the things we live by in the vineyard. And so, but I'd say about 95% in this book is super helpful in making decisions, especially if you tend to make decisions by your emotions. And a lot of us making decisions are a very emotional thing, especially serious decisions many times. And this does not discount emotions. It will help you walk through it and discern God in it. Because God does speak through our emotions. I haven't even covered that. So, who wants one of these books? 
One, two, three. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I was going to sell some of these, but I'm going to give them all away because that's the kind of guy I am. Uh, I've got five right here, so uh, i got to save some for the next one. <laughs> so, all right. And, gosh, how do I do that? You know, uh, man. Okay, uh, Tom, you can decide. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> All right, first thing I want, uh, yeah, okay, here, I'll tell you what, they're going to be up here, but, but, you know, we're supposed to prefer one another. Yeah, skip, here you go. Uh, we're, just remember this, we prefer one another as Christians. And, and look, if you want this book and, and uh, you can't get it, you come to me and I'll get you one, I promise you. Did you, you let me know. Did you pick people or are we just... Uh, I just put you on the spot, my brother. Uh, you are... You're welcome. <laughs> because you know you have to read it. That's why. <laughs> Look, James 1 tells us this. If we lack wisdom, he will give it to us. He will give it to us. Generously give it to us. He won't hold it back because we've made bad decisions in the past. That's what James 1, 5, and 6 says. But what we have to do in order to walk it is we have to step into it boldly, confidently, believing that God will give us the information we need and the wisdom we need, right? So I want us to stand. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. We're going to pray for one another. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray right now for all of us. Uh, so me, every one of us are going to make decisions today. And this week, most of us are going to make, uh, we're going to draw some conclusion. We're going to resolve something. We're going to uh, add up the sheet that something needs to be done. And we're going to do it this week. And so, Lord, I pray for your help. You said you would give it, Lord. Give it to us in abundance, the wisdom that we need. You've given us different ways to acquire wisdom and to look to you. And we want to use all of those, Lord. We want to read your word so we know what is holy and what is pure and so that we can make our decisions based on what is good and and reflects your good character and the basis of love, Lord, that every decision is made on. We want to hear your voice in ourselves as the Holy Spirit speaks to us and we want to hear it from one another. We ask for the gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge to be released in our church and in our friends so that we can support one another and pray for one another and encourage one another with words of clarity and direction. And we want godly, wise, and multiple counselors, Lord, in our lives. So, church, would you, if, if you don't mind someone just voicing a prayer for you and maybe lightly touching the, your neighbor on the shoulder and just pray that James 1, 5, and 6, just say, Lord, give them 
an abundance of wisdom. Would you just do that to your friend next to you? You don't have to pray it out loud if you feel uncomfortable, but could you just kind of whisper it or just say, just give my neighbor, give my friend an abundance of wisdom. Just give them wisdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thanks for listening to the Seacoast Vineyard Podcast. We are a vineyard church located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and you can learn more about us by visiting seacoastvineyard.com. If you need prayer, you can call us or email care at seacoastvineyard.com. If you feel called to support us financially through a one-time or recurring gift, please click on the Give tab at our website or text any amount to 84321 and follow the prompts.